Well, good morning. Welcome on uh, the first day of January 2023. want to thank you all for taking the time to be together, those in person, those online. We're grateful that you are here this morning. And I'm going to read kind of along, uh, as Jarrett mentioned, sometimes God kind of gives a theme uh, to us. And uh, I, this was something that I read through the other day that I just felt was a, a great thing to begin uh, 2023 with, and I'm going to re- be reading from Psalm 148. It says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels, praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon, praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, your, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all his and all hills. Fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. And we are here to not only receive from God, but we are here to give to Him, to praise His name, and to to take that with us into the world. And so as we begin 2023, uh, I was praying through what God would want me to share on the very first day of 2023 And this morning, again, we're going to look to God's Word. And so we're going to be in Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 through 35. Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 through 35. And the book of Joshua is about the Israelites doing battle to possess the land of Canaan. And by chapter 8 in this book, Joshua had already started the process of claiming the promised land and establishing new territory for the Lord. And my hope this morning is that we apply what we learn from the book of Joshua to claiming our own spiritual territory. As we set out in 2023, that that spiritual territory It may be to lead someone to faith in Christ this coming year. Or it may be to to lead a Bible study or a Sunday school class. or, Or maybe it's working toward building a new building. And as we think about that idea, let me share our vision statement with you again. And this is from the eldership here at PV. It says, we envision a church committed to prayer, discipleship, the priesthood of all believers, and servant leadership that will grow to 1,000 members and beyond by investing in training, needed staff, and the facilities required to do so. And I, and I don't know about you, but that gets me excited to think about 
purpose that we have as a congregation, not just to meet once a week, but to be the church each and every day. And as we begin a new year with the desire to lead people, believers, and maybe those who haven't come to a belief yet, to stake their spiritual claim, we must be aware that we can become tired and discouraged over time, that, that we begin to maybe lose focus on what we're supposed to be all about as a church. And therefore, we must continually recast the vision of the promised land to strengthen and to motivate people to, to keep pressing on. And Proverbs wisely cautions, says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, 18 from the King James Version. And a year ago, the eldership here at PV presented to you as a congregation the vision of expanding our facilities with the desire to do more effective ministry. A year ago, I challenged us as a congregation to, to seek God's direction and wisdom, to continue to be the church, and to allow God to stretch your faith. And over the past year, it's been awesome to see in the lives of this congregation the way that God has worked in your life as this church has continued to seek God's wisdom. And, and many of you have spent time in prayer. Many of you have spent time in fasting and, and growing in your faith more than you ever have in your life. And that has shown it's shown up in the willingness to follow God moving forward as a congregation in, in this Imagine More building project. And many of you have been stretched in your faith in the area of giving of your finances or maybe of your involvement with this church or maybe with your commitment to Christ. And because of your willingness to be stretched in those areas, you have grown in your faith this last year. People were discipled because of you, this church body. And we saw 23 believers commit their life to Christ through baptism. Once again, can I get an amen on that? Let's give God a round of applause on that. God is continuing to work through you. And with all those exciting things, have taken those that have taken place over this last year, Again, we as an eldership want to impress upon you the vision of where God is continuing to lead us in this next year, this coming year of 2023. And when Nehemiah was overseeing the task of reconstructing the wall of Jerusalem, the people became tired and weary about halfway through. And this midway point was 26 days into the project. And at this crucial time, Nehemiah was compelled to recast the vision, reminding the people of the significance of their work and reassuring them that God would help them accomplish it. And my prayer as we begin 2023 is that we, as a church, are reminded that we are on mission that we have a responsibility in this life. And so let me remind you of the mission statement. Our mission as a church is to lovingly seek, reconcile, 
restore and equip disciples so that they can go out and impact their world through ministry. And if we're to remain steadfast in our mission and the vision that God has given us as a congregation, we must be willing to worship God alone, wait on the Lord, put our put out, excuse me, pour out God's blessing and to keep beating the drum. And so we're going to look at Joshua chapter 8 verses 30 through 35 here in just a moment, but will you pray with me as we continue? Father, we hear, we desire to hear from you this morning. God, we have come together in your name on a day that we don't often meet when it comes to the the actual day of the year, but God, we thank you for January 1st, 2023 that you have blessed us with this day that we would take this day and make the most of it for your honor and for your glory. And so this time that we spend together here in person and those online, God, may we allow for your Holy Spirit to direct our thoughts and our minds, that we would allow for your, your Holy Spirit to be moving in our hearts as well. And so, God, we, we want to hear from you today. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. If you are able and willing, will you stand with me as we read from Joshua chapter 8, starting in verse 30, going through verse 35. Then Joshua built on Mount Ebel an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the Israelites. He built it according to what it was excuse me, to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool had been used. On it they offered to the Lord burnt offerings and sacrificed fellowship offerings. There in the presence of the Israelites, Joshua copied on stones the law of Moses, which he had written. All Israel, aliens and citizens alike, with their elders, officials, and judges, were standing on both sides of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, facing those who carried it, the priests who were Levites. Half of the people stood in front of Mount Gerizim and half of them in front of Mount Abel, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had formerly commanded when he gave instructions to bless the people of Israel. Afterward, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses, just as it is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read to the whole assembly of Israel, including the women and children and the aliens who lived among them. You may be seated. And so this morning, I just want to highlight some things from this these verses and the first one if you're taking notes is worship God alone worship God alone if we're going to stay steadfast in our walk with Christ as a church if we remain focused on his plan for this congregation we have to worship God alone and we see that in verses 30 through 32 we see this evidence that that what was taking place is that Joshua is is hearing from from God as he's writing down and they're in the midst of this worship that's taking place it says that Israel offered burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings upon an altar of stones verse 31 indicating once again that the people were immersed 
in worship of God. And while the people worshiped the Lord simultaneously, Joshua wrote the law of Moses. It says he recorded it on stone tablets. And the law served as the guiding principles by which to live. Therefore, the law was the vision of the nation of Israel. And listen as I read something from Daniel chapter 9. Daniel stated, While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy, for his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you begin to pray, a word went out which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. That's from Daniel chapter 9, verses 20 through 23. Daniel 9, 20 through 23. And so, similar to Joshua and the Israelites, the prophet Daniel received a vision from the Lord, or rather understanding of this vision. And it was in response to his worship. It says that he prayed and he confessed his sin. And just the other day, I got a call from a kid from the youth group at Central in Nebraska, a past youth group kid, and he was asking me, you know, how do you know God's will? How can I know God's will for this individual's future? And my mind was brought back to a familiar passage for many of us from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I believe that if we are desiring to seek a vision from God, if we are seeking to know God's will for our lives in this next year, if we are seeking to be doing the mission of the church, then it must start with worship. Worshiping God. Our worship should include such things as spending quiet time alone with the Lord, confessing our sins, offering up thanksgiving, singing His praises, and praying and meditating on his word and it is only when we stop trying to conform to this world and we start to begin to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that's when we're able to test and approve what God's will is his good and pleasing and perfect will and maybe this morning you feel a little hesitant about what God's will is for your life. Maybe you feel a little uncertain, maybe a little unclear 
about what it really means to follow in God's footsteps in 2023. And you might need to ask maybe yourself these questions. Have I yielded myself fully to God? Have I fasted? Have I prayed? Have I been quiet and and waited on God on my own? Have Have I cleaned up sinful patterns in my life? You see, if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be in 2023, we have to worship God alone. He has to be first priority in our lives. And as you look at these verses, I think the second thing that we need to understand if we're going to remain steadfast in the mission and the vision that God has set before us is that it's all about God's timing. It's not about my timing. It's not about what I want and how quickly I want things to take place. We need to wait on the Lord. And again, if you look at these verses 30 through 32, the the vision of entering the promised land was a long time coming, right? It began with Abraham, and after 400 plus years, it ended with Joshua bringing the Israelites into the promised land. And, And we like to rush things, don't we? We, we like to get to the point. We want to feel better now. We want to be financially stable now. We want to see our friends and family come to Jesus now. We want to be married now. We want to see the church, new church building go up now. We want things to happen now. And we need to remember that things take time to, to trust in the Lord. An example of waiting on the Lord comes from the po- prophet Habakkuk where we read in Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 Habakkuk 2 1 through 3 from the New Living Translation says this I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint then the Lord said to me write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3. In the historical context, of this particular prophecy is placed before the Babylonian exile about 608 to 598 B.C. And it is advice for those who will become captive in the siege of Jerusalem, stating that when the people fall into captivity by Babylon, that they should not give up hope on the vision of returning to their homeland, for the return would surely arrive at an appointed time. It was going to happen. And we learn from Habakkuk that the Lord will reveal his plan slowly and that we must watch and wait. Once we receive the vision, then we must make it visible, it talked about in verse 1, that it may be seen by everyone and it should be as, as a highway sign that everyone would see it clearly and know it as, as a runner passing by, that they would take note and mark it 
and remember it for future reference there in verse 2. And if the vision is not fulfilled immediately, then keep in mind that it is only delayed, not deleted. The Lord says, wait for it, and it will come to pass in his perfect timing. And we see that in verse 3. And so as a church, we have to continue to follow where God is leading, even if it takes time. Even if it happens in God's time and not our own. Because that's when it's going to be the best. And the third instruction from these verses that I want to share is, Pour out God's blessing. And as I was kind of reading through this, I was trying to make application from what was taking place in these verses. And and what I mean by this, I'm going to share in just a moment. But I want to read verse 33 again. Chapter 8, verse 33 says this. All Israel, aliens and citizens alike, with their elders, officials, and judges, were standing on both sides of the ark of the covenant of the Lord, facing those who carried it. The priests, who were Levites, half the people stood in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebel. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, had formally commanded when he gave instructions to bless the people of Israel. And notice how all the people gathered They gather before Joshua and the priests in order to receive a blessing, which Moses had commanded earlier. And and once we receive this this idea of, of receiving a vision from the Lord, we must then encourage each other that it can be attained. We can't forget Caleb who declared in, in verse 30 of chapter 13 of Numbers, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. We, we need to encourage one another. We must encourage each other to, to go for the gold, to lay hold of the promised land. And this can happen by blessing one another. In, in Greek and Latin, the word blessing is eulogia, eulogia and benedicto, which both suggest speaking good words. Okay, it's this idea of speaking good words, and in Hebrew, the word blessing is bereka, meaning the speaking of an abundance of life on someone. And so this idea of speaking a blessing into your life, and you speaking the blessing into someone else's life, it makes a difference. And I, I think when we do that, we communicate uh, this blessing, and, and this blessing is this idea of of receiving benefits that can be gained at the end of a conquest when when the long journey is finally completed and and as i thought about this you know i think this concept can refer to built to a building project but really i hope it really more applies to you pouring your life and, and the love of christ into the lives of the people around you that you share the good news of Jesus Christ and it becomes a blessing in the lives of the people that you share it with because we need to emphasize that when they receive Christ, they're going to receive something so much greater than they could ever begin to imagine. And, And going back to these verses, the idea of the land. Canaan was a good and large land flowing with milk and honey and full of abundance. 
And we need to share with people the end goal of when we give our lives to Jesus. We get to spend eternity in heaven with God. And I think about maybe another aspect of, of blessing when we impart a blessing on each other as individuals. When we bless someone, we are communicating our trust that we believe he or she is capable of handling great responsibility. John Maxwell says, when you cast a vision for others, you help them see their potential and their possibilities. And when you add to that vision, your faith in them, you spark them to action. And I pray that we might spark one another to action. Scripture says that we gather together to spur one another on to love and good deeds. May we do that this coming year of 2023. And finally, may we keep beating the drum. And this phrase means that we continually remind each other of who we are as a church and what God wants from us. Continue beating the drum. Verse 34, afterwards, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses, just as it is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read to the whole assembly of Israel, excuse me, including the women and children and the foreigners who lived among them. Proverbs 29, 18 again, if you read it in its entirety, says when there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Again, King James Version. And so for Joshua, the law had to continually be brought up. The mission and the vision of this congregation needs to continually be brought up in order for us to see it through. And in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Lord warns Joshua. He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. The Lord said that the law was what would guide people to finding success in the promised land. Verses 34 and 35 tell us that Joshua read all the words of the law to the entire congregation of Israel. And the word all implies that he left no stone unturned. He crossed every T and dotted every I. There was not one single word which Joshua did not read before all the assembly. And so together, we must keep beating the drum about what God is wanting from us as a church as we enter 20. 23. As the praise team comes, I just want to read one more time our mission statement and our vision statement. Our mission as a church is to lovingly seek, reconcile, restore, and equip disciples so that they can go out and impact their world through ministry. And we envision as a church 
that we as a church would be committed to prayer, discipleship, the priesthood of all believers, and servant leadership that will grow to 1,000 members and beyond by investing in training needed staff and the facilities required to do so. And I pray that we as a church, you individually realize how important your role in advancing the kingdom is. You all play a part wherever you're at. May we remain steadfast in the mission and the vision that God has given us. It all begins by worshiping God alone, waiting on His timing, pouring a blessing into one another's lives, encouraging one another, challenging one another in order that we might see God continue to do mighty things through us as a church and that we would continue to bring it up with one another, that we continue to remind one another that we together have a responsibility a responsibility to the God of all creation, to be His ambassadors, to reach the lost for Him. If you're here this morning and maybe you don't have a church home and you want to get plugged into PV, you want to be a part of a ministry team here, you want to begin to be more used by God, that I would encourage you to come forward. And, and maybe you need to put your faith in God for the very first time. What better day than January 1st, 2023 to get right with God, to make Jesus the Lord of your life, to push everything else in your life to the side and make God the most important thing. If that's you this morning, we'd encourage you to come. And If you have a decision to make, would you come as we sing? Would you stand with us?